if he went under. There were no sharks in dunker training. My summer had been filled with exciting missions, putting out wildfires in California, marijuana eradication from the vast national forests out west, and deploying to Texas for hurricane support. But my least favorite kind of mission would be the grand finale to that exhausting summer, a long-range overwater rescue mission. A fisherman on a freighter way out in the middle of the Pacific had been injured, so my crew and I had been dispatched to go pick him up and bring him to safety. Years earlier, during my first assignment in the Air Force, I remember clearly sitting in a movie theater watching The Perfect Storm when the film came out. I had cringed, barely able to watch, as the crew on the rescue helicopter realized they were unable to refuel off of their airborne tanker to make it to dry land. When they ditched into the ocean, I thought to myself, Phew, I really want to be a pilot, but I'll never put myself in that situation. You'd have to be crazy to fly a helicopter out into the middle of the ocean. Yet, eight years later, there I was, flying the same exact helicopter I had seen in the movie, out over the open ocean, unable to refuel, and looking for a shark-free place to ditch. Just my luck. During the first days of October 2008, we had arrived in San Diego to preposition for the mission. In other words, stage for the long flight out to the boat. It was over a 10-hour flight there and back, so we'd have to aerial refuel off the back of a C-130 four times just to make it there and home. It would be the longest flight of my career and I knew it would test my nerves, and my bladder, to extremes. This was my first mission all the way out into the middle of the ocean, but every overwater flight made me a little nervous. This was my job, though, so I shook off my nerves and helped my crew prepare for the flight. We launched out of San Diego in the morning, but we packed our night vision goggles for the trip home. According to our mission planning session the night before, we knew that we'd be hitting the tanker for the fourth time after nightfall. We packed some sandwiches and water for the trip, but I wondered if I'd even be able to eat, given the situation. Plus, I knew I'd need to nearly dehydrate myself to avoid having to tackle the complicated dance of trying to urinate in the helicopter. The guys just needed to keep an empty bottle handy. But for me, there would be a bit more work involved. The blanket of clouds overhead kept our altitude to a few hundred feet above water, but the weather report assured us that the ceiling would break up as we got farther from land, which was good news. Clear skies would ensure that we would be able to climb up to refuel off the back of the C-130 aircraft that would be accompanying us. As we went feet wet, which means crossing the coastline for the open ocean and waving goodbye to land, we stepped through our appropriate checklists. These checklists were innocuous enough, but they only added to my anxiety. For whatever reason, having to ditch into the ocean, perfect storm style, represented my greatest fear of all of the possible contingencies we could face as a combat search and rescue platform, and it was a fear I had to overcome each and every time I went feet wet. Whether it was a training mission over a lake or a real-world water rescue, 
I always had to make myself take a deep breath as I stepped through the motions of the overwater checklist. I knew I wasn't alone in this fear, but the rest of my crew seemed much more unhappy about the four aerial refuels we had scheduled during this flight. To tell you the truth, as nerve-wracking as it could be, aerial refueling is my absolute favorite thing to do. The goal is to aim the tip of the refueling probe into the basket at the end of the C-130's hose. The probe is a metal tube that extends out from the right lower front of the aircraft, about eight feet past the edge of the rotor disc. The hose looks like a fireman's hose with a round metal cage about 18 inches across that has a stabilizing sort of parachute attached around it. When we practice refueling, we follow the same steps each and every time. First, we hold a steady course while we talk to the C-130.